Welcome. My name is Lee Maxey. I'm the CEO here at MindMax. And we do a series of podcasts we call Mind Maxing. And this series is called Reflections and Repositioning. And if you're wondering how higher education is dealing with the global pandemic and their positioning for the future, this podcast is for you. We'll be speaking with some very interesting and smart people who are deans and directors at some of the leading institutions in the United States, hearing about their reflections and how their institutions or how they see higher ed as a whole repositioning itself for the future. So please join me as we hear from one of our interesting guests. Welcome to another Mind Maxing podcast. And I'm delighted to have Kimberly Reticliano here with me. Uh, Kimberly and I have known each other for many, many years, and she's a, a dear and good friend. Um, and we've had the, also the privilege of being able to work with her over the last several years at SMU. Uh, Kimberly is the managing director for SMU Global and Online, um, a, a newer title. And I've had the uh, uh, opportunity to watch her grow in, in many, many roles uh, at SMU over the last four or five years. Uh, but welcome, welcome, Kimberly, and and uh, we're here to talk about uh, just people's reflections on what's been going on and and what they see happening in the future. So I'll start with the first question, which is, it's been a heck of a year, uh, and it, having a chance to reflect on that, what are what are some of your thoughts about about this past year? It has been a heck of a year, uh, Lee, and and I try to keep the positive in with the negative. I think for many people, it was a hard year and I don't want to disparage the suffering from the pandemic in any way. But I think for me, this was a, a good opportunity to slow down and to remove some distractions from my life and to think about what really matters. And um, we aren't all labeled essential employees, but I think on some level, we all had the chance to get down to what was and is was not essential. Mm -hmm. And so I've uh, I, I've been healthier this year, not going out and um, in avoiding COVID-19, managed to avoid the flu and strep throat and all kinds of other things. And I've um, had more time this year taking a commute out of my life and um, working from home for a good portion of the year. I had more productive hours, really focused on family since I didn't take business trips or, or see friends in the way that I would have before. I think that personal experience is mirrored in, in my professional experience in terms of, of those essential tasks that needed to move forward. You're just saying that I just published a blog today <laughs> that was titled, let me tell you the title, it was Rethinking What We Consider to Be Essential. So it must that, be in my head, Lee. <laughs> that just came out today. Um, so, you know, taking that idea of, of rethinking uh, or, you know, getting clear about what's essential, how, how do you see that applying to higher ed? How do you see that applying to, to SMU? One of the things that um, I saw at SMU was a real focus on the student experience. I think 
In higher ed, we're always loath to call our students customers because that creates a dynamic that's a little different than the traditional educational paradigm. But they are customers on a certain level. And I think the student experience became paramount. It was that higher education is more than just what you learn in the classroom. It's it's how you evolve as a person and that time in your life and really trying to do the best we could to give a well-rounded educational opportunity to our students while keeping them safe um, was really the focus. Great. And so after, you know, musing and thinking about this for the last several months and making your plans for, you know, this spring semester and, and summer, in the short term, what, what are some things that are going on uh, that you're planning to do or you're intending to do or that you think need to happen in higher ed? In the short term, um, I, I think that we got a huge push um, against up against the naysayers of online education. That can be both a good thing and a bad thing. You know, at this point, um, a year, two years ago, three years ago, we were spending most of our political energy fighting the idea that quality education could be delivered online or that a teaching experience could be rewarding online or that certain types of courses could effectively be taught online. Um, we got to short circuit all of those arguments because we didn't have a choice, uh, because they had to. But now that everyone has had to, they, we run the risk of the other side of the pendulum, which is anyone can. And so now our new objective is to push that the other way and say, you can do this, but let's not do it in an emergency remote instruction paradigm. Let's, let's be thoughtful and, and planful and robust in the way that we continue doing this going forward. I think what you said about uh, now, because everybody can do things with online uh, delivery of education, um, it, the quality and, and the student experience definitely could, you know, there's, it's all over the place. And, and so I think you're on a really interesting point, which is how do we help people who may either, whether they're naysayers or not, or may not have experience, how do we help them get to a level of a, a success bar or quality bar uh, for student experience with an online experience? So uh, in, in more cases than not. So great. So in terms of the, you know, thinking of COVID or this experience that we're all still going through, um, and we don't know when it's going to end, but it will eventually. Um, what in the long term do you think, you know, will change and not come back uh, or, or will change, you know, um, and, and, you know, happen that was not happening before. So I think one of the things that higher education may be least prepared to accept or to deal with is that things will never be the same. On some level, we're all very excited to get back to normal. Everyone wants to get back to normal. And, and I do too. Uh, you know, of course, we want to have some of the vestiges of our regular life back, but there are some creature comforts that we've picked up in this online time that I don't think we're going to let go of so easily. So yes, students want to come back to the, the real classroom, the on-campus classroom. But just like a, those of us who had the luxury of working for home for a period learned how nice it was some days to not get out of our pajamas or to not have to commute, you know, if a student's not feeling well, I think they're going to have expectations that they could log into class from, from their couch. 
or if a faculty member has the opportunity to travel, I think we're going to have expectations that they could do that lecture on Zoom. And it's the the one-offs and the, the convenience factor that isn't a steady plan that I think we're the, the least prepared to deal with. Uh, setting up a straight hybrid mentality is one thing, but being able to offer the flexibility and convenience that people have become accustomed to is a much more complex problem to solve. You really hit on something for me. I, I travel, as you know, or have traveled a lot in my my career, and, and uh, I'm going to really have to think about whether or not a trip is really necessary. And, and I think people have also become very um, capable uh, in doing things on Zoom or, or having a conversation like this and feeling like it's okay, um, like that, that that's a, a reasonable thing to do. Uh, I, know, I know I sort of poo-pooed WebEx and Zoom in the past, and, and uh, I definitely have embraced it now, so... so. <laughs> Well, are there other any other thoughts longer term uh, or closing thoughts that you have about um, you know just the trend of things right now or or things specifically at SMU? I I think the trend of things is positive. I just hope that we have the stamina to run the race. I think at its best, if we continue on this trajectory, the place that we're leading to is um, to address issues of access and equity. You know of to widen the net of who can attend college, you know, taking off, you know, obvious things like childcare um, or or transportation barriers and or those sorts of things. But um, quick fixes aren't as long lasting, and real change in a university environment takes longer than many other industries. And so it's it's going to take patience and it's going to take determination to continue to take these lessons learned and build upon this momentum and get to a place where some of the greatest outcomes can be realized. Because I don't think those outcomes will be realized in 2021, maybe not even in 2022 or three. Um, There's a long road still ahead of us. This is only the beginning of that journey. Great. Well, I want to thank you, Kimberly. I've really appreciated our friendship and our professional relationship and and uh, thank you for taking the time today to join us on a MindMaxing podcast. So. Thank you, Lee. I love working with you too. Thanks. This has been another interesting MindMaxing podcast. Please listen to the other podcasts on this series or look for us later this summer when we release our next series of podcasts.